Welcome to Live from 495. On this podcast, we interview business owners from the 495 Beltway. We not only learn what they do and how they do it, but we take a dive into how they impact our community. Good morning, everybody. It's Ty Jordan here, your host, live from 495. Today, we have a special guest, and that is Kelly Miller from Crossroads. How are you doing today? Good. Thank you for having me. This is great. It's my absolute pleasure. I'm, I'm looking forward to this big time just because I wanted to learn a little bit more about where Crossroads is going and a little bit more about what you guys are doing. So uh, tell everybody about yourself, Kelly. Great. Thank you. Again, thrilled to be here. Uh, I'm Kelly Borer Miller. I am the Director of Development at Crossroads. And, um, you know, I've been a nonprofit fundraising awareness advocacy professional and found my place at Crossroads and have been there for five and a half years. That's awesome. And how did you kind of get roped into that? Sure. I was at national nonprofits doing a lot of fundraising, multi-day events, um, and through a board member was invited to pursue this opportunity and have been thrilled to be a part of this community, you know, going from national nonprofits to really focusing locally, connecting with the individuals that I'm having an impact on. Always knew I was making a difference, but now I get to see and feel the difference that I'm having on the people that we serve. That's a great feeling, isn't it? Absolutely. It really is. That's awesome. I wish more people would be, you know, you know, seek opportunities that would lead to, you know, the, that great feeling so they could enjoy themselves. Yes. And that's part of my job at the organization. So I'm the director of development. So it's all about connecting people to our organization and allowing them to feel that impact. So it's not just we need your help, but you can be the person who helps us, whether lending talent, time, making donations or supporting our events. So it's a really awesome opportunity for me because I feel like I get to use my passion to help other people find theirs as well. That's awesome. I'm, I'm so excited to learn more about Crossroads today. Uh, how did Crossroads even get started? Sure. So Crossroads was formed in 2002. And interestingly enough, we were a school for three children with autism. Okay. Um, and since then, we have grown. Our day school now has 70 students. And we also have a home-based services program. So we're actually working with clients and their families in their homes on independent living skills, leisure, chores, which are so important to the parents, oh, yeah. um, and engaging in the community. So we've really grown from this really small school. Um, it's kind of amazing to think of a school for three children uh, to a multi-service agency that's really dedicated to improving the lives of people with autism. That's great. You know, you guys do incredible work. It's funny because I didn't even realize that we were old neighbors. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you should have stopped by when you were across the street. I know. I was across the street all the time, you know. You guys have a fantastic gym in that building, though. Yes, and a beautiful <laughs> playground. <laughs> I'm very proud of it. I used to see all the kids out there running around, and I was like, oh. Yes. Yep. Our uh, sport court was a little popular there for a while for high schoolers to break into, uh, but we got that under control. That's awesome. And uh, how have you guys helped families through this pandemic? Sure. So, um, obviously, like everyone else, last spring, uh, we had to close down uh, many of the services we were providing. Um, but we really quickly pivoted 
to providing remote instruction. Um, the service model that we have in our school is actually one direct care staff to two students. Okay. So you can imagine that that transition is a little bit tricky because we're used to a high level of prompting and instruction. There's a lot of materials. There's a lot of data collection. So making that transition was a little tricky. There was a lot of technology involved, which I'm sure you can appreciate. It's probably oh, yeah. been really great for business here. Um, not, but Not too shabby. <laughs> yeah. We really relied on the technology that we had available to us, um, and we got through it because of the resilience of the families that we serve. The parents, grandparents, siblings, cousins that were becoming clinicians and educators during this time was really impressive. So we were, our staff were teaching them how to prompt, how to run through a program, how to collect data, and then get all of that information back to the staff so the staff can evaluate, are we being impactful, are we making progress? Um, and the biggest thing was just trying to reduce any skill re regression and make sure that they were mm -hmm. still making progress. Um, but through that, our home-based program actually was able to do more. Um, so we picked up additional clients to facilitate remote learning. So not actually doing the direct instruction in their homes, but okay. being the one on the other side of the computer who can take their teacher and run the program and help them with their attention to the Zoom lesson, how to sit in front of the computer, how to mute and unmute and kind of manage themselves during that time. So the prerequisite skills to be successful with remote learning. So. We've tried as much as we can to maintain that, um, and we resumed um, working in homes pretty quickly last summer, and our day school reopened in July, um, and we systematically increased from one day to two days of in-person, and okay. as of February 1st, we are full-time in-person instruction five days a week, um, which is a huge relief to our families. And hey, congratulations. <laughs> thank <Welcome> you. <laughs> <laughs> Mother Nature tried to get in our way, so we did have a snow day on day two. Uh, okay. But seems that she's going to let us get back to five days. So That's awesome. I mean, I feel like this winter, we, uh, we skated by pretty good this winter, you know? Yes, but it was right when we got to five days that it was like, all right, let's have some snow. Um, but... It's been really interesting because to be back open in the school five days a week, we actually had to move all of our non-school staff off campus. Previously, our home-based program, our administrative offices were all on campus, and mm -hmm. we have been kicked out. Um, so oh, my office is now a student learning space, <laughs> and when I want to be on campus, I have a shared office. Otherwise, I'm working from home, but it really speaks to how dedicated we all are to our mission. You know, We're here to make sure that People with autism are successful, and if that means that I don't have the working conditions I used to, it's totally worth it. 100%. It's funny because a lot of the parents now are just, I've seen the attitudes change in my neighborhood alone. Like, seeing kids go back to school, you know, they're breakdancing. I'm like, oh. <laughs> I'm like, what's going on there? <laughs> Absolutely. I, I imagine, you know, I was thinking about what that day must have been like when, you know, they knew Five days a week is happening. I could just picture them walking back in the house after the bus picks up their child and just laying on the floor and be like, all right, I'm just going to lay here. <laughs> this is my moment. That's great. Yeah. You know, have you guys seen, like, now that remote learning is in effect and, you know, people are using it more and more now, uh, have the family struggled at all with the technology? I mean, I see it day to day, like, on, even on Zoom calls to this very day, like, people are still not fully adjusted, but... Yes, I think it's been, uh, you know, a learning curve, but we invested a lot of time in supporting the families in the beginning and our IT team 
Um, we're really fortunate. One of our staff members, he's also fluent in Spanish, so he was able to help troubleshoot families there where language might have also been a barrier when it comes to adapting to the technology. And we made laptops and um, tablets available to families as needed so that there was nobody out there who wasn't participating because they didn't have the technology. Um, and curious enough, we were we only had all of that technology available to ourselves because of a fundraising campaign that we did that the fe last February we gave every single staff member a laptop and previously they didn't have that. And we just managed to have just completed an $80,000 fundraising campaign. We had extra iPads because we knew we'd need them in our classrooms. And so we were fully ready to deploy to that remote workforce and it is just by sheer luck that that is where we knew we needed the technology. We needed that investment, but we had just completed that fundraising campaign. And it's something I'm really proud of because that's my job yep. is to make sure that there are the resources for them to be successful. But it was one of those things where, you know, if a donor ever needed confirmation that they're having an impact, it was <laughs> a month early. We had iPads and laptops for everybody. I'm only advertising it as foresight. <laughs> I wish we could say we planned it, but I, well, there are so many other things we would have done too. <laughs> These guys are way ahead of the curve. It's incredible. Um, so the future, what does that look like? Any any awesome events? I I, I know of one. But I don't want to. I don't want to see your thunder. I'll let you uh, do the announcement. Yes. So um, we have been. In, we actually a year ago hired our new CEO with the anticipation of growing. And so we're, um, despite the challenges of COVID, we've also been working on a strategic plan. So we're about to release that. And with that, there's going to be a real plan for our continued growth and expansion. Um, we're going to be moving um, so that I will have an office. Um, our administrative and organizational offices are moving to Hudson. Um, and with all of that growth, um, we are a nonprofit, so there's a lot of fundraising that we have to do. Mm -hmm. um, and we have the ninth annual Crossroads 5K and Family Fun Day coming up on June 6th. And I'm crossing my fingers and toes that we are in person and together for that. Um, it's, you know, last year we pivoted to virtual like everybody else, but, um, we'd really like to be together. So hopefully, you know, by then all of our staff will be vaccinated as of, um, yesterday, 70% of them were, which is fantastic. It's not bad. Um, so we're moving in the right direction to hopefully have that. And then later in the year we have a golf tournament and I understand from listening to an earlier episode, you might be a, a golfer, so we might have to pull you out there. Yeah, they, uh, <laughs> they, they put me in this year and, uh. It, it's nothing nice. It's it's terrible. Like putting me on a golf course is just. I'm happy to be the caddy. Well, see our tournament. It's really fun. We've got lots of contests, so it's really not so much about the score, but about the experience and about the impact of the event. <laughs> if you call failure experience, and I've got plenty of it. <laughs> We're really more on positive reinforcement at Crossroads, so we'll really celebrate what you do. That's all right. That's all right. I'll keep trying. You know, this time next year. Call me uh, Tiger Woods. There we go. <laughs> and he's done golfing, it sounds like. So. Yeah, you know, somebody's going to pick up the mantle. <laughs> I look forward to it. Um, so you guys are, are you moving to Hudson anytime soon? Hopefully. Uh, we have the spaces under construction, so we'll be moving, um, you know, HR, finance, development um, over to that new space. And our home base program, hopefully later in the year, will be, um, expanding the services they're providing as well. So that would hopefully include a clinic uh, where we're serving an additional, you know, 
population of people. There's a lot of people out there who need our support, and it's our mission to help them. So our goal is to get to get out there and do what we can to reach more people. Awesome. Hudson is just flourishing as well. Like, when, when I was younger, I remember passing through there, and all there was there was bikers, tumbleweeds, and gas stations. And now just seeing it grow and so full of life and there's so many different businesses and opportunities there. It's just absolutely incredible. I've never seen like a, a place grow so fast in my life. And now it's like the place to be. Yes. And even in the time, so we moved to Marlboro in 2017 as an organization yeah. and even Marlboro's growth and change in that oh, time yeah. has been really exciting and great to be a part of it and yeah. you know, be part of a thriving business community. Lots of innovation there too. Uh, I've been, just blown away like the levels of progress are you know uncharted yes i love seeing it um are you looking forward to some of the upcoming events this year that you guys are doing at crossroads like what do some of those events look like what which kind of events are we looking to talk about um the april event is Ah, is kind of what i'm like yes sorry i'm like what are we i'm I'm circling (laughs) around to yes april is world autism month and so we have a ton of activities planned um last year we um was our first year not participating with the apex uh, entertainment center and so we're looking forward to getting back on with that they're really supportive of us Um, they make a blue drink every year and donate a portion of the proceeds um Two years ago, we got $1,200 in donations from wow. their blue drinks. Um, so they taste like Fun Dip. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, it's fun, but they're also looking to add in an attraction this year. So we can really draw more people out now that we can kind of feel safe being out. Um, we're also doing trivia nights, paint parties, um, other things to bring our community to- together, draw attention to who we are and what we do. Um, and celebrate the stories, you know, that celebrate the students and the clients that we're serving and the progress that they've made. So we always go big in April and we're very excited that this year that includes some in-person things because we really missed that last year. Uh, it was a lot of Zoom. We did social distance parties. Um, okay. So we would have a guest DJ and every <laughs> Thursday night we would dance on Zoom together, which really speaks to how much we wanted to be with other humans that we would be willing to dance on camera uh, with. You know, we had a pretty good showing of 30 to 60 people every Thursday night at 5. That's pretty Um, good. Yeah. It's a lot of rugs getting cut there. Yes, some good (laughs) dance moves. I didn't realize how much of a workout it could be to dance at 5 o'clock on a Thursday. Yeah, Yeah. after your full day of work, too. Yes. That's incredible. Awesome. So how many um, autism events have you guys done with Apex right now? I believe we our first one was in 2018, right after they first opened. I met the general manager, Marcus, at um, their ribbon cutting and immediately was like, hey, next month, Autism Awareness Month, what can we do? And um, they immediately jumped in with the blue drinks and signage and people driving down Route 20 could learn about it, which was awesome because they put it on their billboards and um, they've been great friends to us ever since. And I really credit our relationship with them and so many of our relationships to the Marlboro Regional Chamber of Commerce, uh, really providing those connections um, like you and I today. Hey, here we are. (laughs) Yep. All thanks to the good old Marlboro Chamber. Yes. Great place to be. So what are some of the challenges that Crossroad is uh, currently facing? 
Right now, one of our biggest challenges, um, you know, obviously COVID makes it hard. You know, there's social distancing, contact tracing, and mask wearing. But right now what we're really facing is challenges with our staffing because of the quarantine period. So if you are exposed or you're symptomatic, the amount of time you have to be out. And we have a staffing model that requires such direct care. So we have really intense staffing needs. Um, And most recently, um, the vaccine, the second dose, is really impacting a lot of our staff. So we've had a lot of absences. Our parking lot is not as full. Oh, boy. Um, but everybody's pitching in, you know, um, but above the direct care level. We have our, our teachers. We have classroom supervisors. And even um, part of our leadership team are jumping in to support the classroom. So it's really been an all hands on deck just to make sure that, you know, we can maintain the five days a week because the last thing we'd want is to have to have a classroom go remote because of staffing. But that has definitely been a challenge for us. So we're very excited as people get through that second dose and mm-hmm. we don't have to worry about the quarantine period as much um, that things can feel a little normal because it certainly puts a lot of stress on the staff when you know, it's tight staffing, um, and they're already working across multiple classrooms and offices and spaces yeah. um, just to maintain social distancing and reduce contacts. So um, I'd say that's probably the biggest challenge in our school right now, and that also has implications for our home-based program as well, because as those staff members are also needing to quarantine or needing to recover from the second dose, they're that impacts those services, and we don't want to miss out on services. We want to be in homes every day that, you know, we are slated to be in homes. So that's been a challenge, but I think we're hopefully getting close to the other side of that. Yeah, I feel like we're getting close, but we're not out of the woods yet. You know, especially one of the topics that, you know, you guys brought up for me was, you know, seeing how families have started to pivot and the community starting to come back. I've seen that around the 495 area, you know, and businesses, you know, taking that as well and just opening their doors again and it's so great to see everybody starting to come back, come together again, especially schools back to being reopened and, you know, giving that, giving every parent that little bit of reprieve that they're looking for. So uh, have you guys noticed the same thing? Yes, absolutely. And um, sometimes it makes us a little nervous because everybody's going out and starting to act normal and we have to remind everyone to be vigilant because yep. we don't want to have, peer, you know, anybody to come into the building and, you know, um, it, we haven't had any community spread, but we continue to ask people to be vigilant. We want them to go out. We want them to live their best lives and enjoy their communities, but we also want them to be safe and wear their masks and be thoughtful about their social distancing. But uh, we're expecting that the the 5K and all of the events we're looking forward to, you know, if we're going to be able to be in person, I think our biggest challenge is keeping the number limited to whatever, you know, the governor is saying is the maximum capacity because I think people want to be out. Oh, yeah. They want to be together. Uh, we even experienced that when we came back to s- instruction in July. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody's like, I want to hug you. <laughs> 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 like, oh, my gosh, I haven't seen you in months, you know, off screen. And um, just reminding ourselves, like, hey, we're, we're getting through this. We're yeah. almost there. Let's just keep going. Absolutely. <laughs> Not blow it at the goal line. We're going to make it, you know, yes. cabin fever will pass. Yes. <laughs> Excellent. So as far as remote learning, the future of that, what does that look like in your industry right now? You know, for us, because we are a special education program, um, remote learning is something that while we learned from it, we don't ever want to do it again. Okay. Um, it's not an effective model for the population of students that we have. 
Um, that's not to say for a general education population that it doesn't make sense for snow days or for other periods of time. Certainly there are values in other educational spaces. For us, because of the intensity of our staffing model, the high level of prompting needed, and the fact that part of our program isn't just educational, it's also addressing challenging behavior, addressing yep. communication deficits. It's really not a model that's ideal for us. Um, yep. It's something that we can fall back on, certainly, um, and we've learned a lot from it. We've learned uh, different ways to communicate with parents. We've increased access for parents to understand what our program is like. Um, and so there's a lot of things that we've learned and we will take from it, but it's really not something that makes sense for us going forward. For a general education population, I'm sure there's, there's different things to be taken from that. Um, I've even seen it in my own kids, you know, kind of considering, what are they going to take from this? And I really hope that when things go back to being normal, it's not just hey, we're normal, let's let's move on. But a period of reflection to think about what did work, what what skills have we never taught, but we realize now we can, um, and reflect on that and kind of adjust educational programming. But for for Crossroads, um, remote's not our, not our preference at all. <laughs> I love that. I love the fact that you guys know the strength in that, you know, being in person and being connected with, you know, your clients and the students that are there as well. Yeah. You know, it's so important. One of the main keys is like a lot of people see that, you know, remote work and they're thinking I can work from anywhere, but it doesn't apply to every job. Yep. And it, it's great to get your perspective on that as well. Um, I am just, I'm, I've learned so much and I'm so excited. I have a million questions now. <laughs> I, <laughs> had, I had a few more like when I started and then just it took off, but it, it's been great to have you here today. Um, do you have any advice for any families out there that are struggling or any pro tips? Uh, I'm not a clinician, so <laughs> my pro tip would be to talk to the amazing clinicians and educators that we have in our organization. Um, you know, we're here for people with autism and their families, their caregivers, their community from birth through adulthood. And we have programs now that support people in becoming more successful at home, in their communities, accessing employment, um, and those are all going to continue growing. So I encourage people to check us out, learn more, visit our website, which is crossroadschoolma.org. Um, you know, we may have a solution for a challenge that they're facing, and our day school may be a good fit for them, or our home-based program might. Um, and Keep an eye on us because we're growing. We're going to have more. Awesome. We're going to help more people. So um, hopefully we're on people's radars and um, we can help more people. That's what we're here for. Excellent. Like I said, it's been great to have you here today, and I, I appreciate you coming on the show. Uh, I'm looking forward to having Mark as well. Yes. Um, you guys are incredible people, and you do incredible things, and that recognition should be brought to you guys every day. You know. Thank you very much. And Ty, this is an excellent opportunity for us. You know, it's always wonderful to be able to talk about the impact we're having. And, you know, hopefully it comes through how much our success is because of the incredible staff that we have and their resilience in these times, as well as the families that we serve. Hey, it, it's been a pleasure. Uh, what's one way before we let you go? The best way is it just the website for people to get a hold of you guys? We are also very active on social media, and I'd have to say that's where you can really get the flavor of our organization hey. and celebrate student success and kind of see the champions um, in our program because we're always celebrating our staff on there as well. Um, so it's at Crossroads, with an S at the end, S-C-H-L. So it's two S's back-to-back, -back, which is 
little tricky and annoying, but <laughs> it's what it is. They'll find it. They'll figure it out. Yes. I promise. <laughs> Excellent. I want to thank you for being here today. And I want to thank all the listeners out there. I look forward to having you guys back for another great episode of Live from 495. Thank you for listening to Live from 495. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the show. And don't forget to check out some other great episodes.